Well, Michigan State University Vice President and Chief Safety Officer Marlon Lynch joins me again on MSU Today to provide a campus safety and security update. Throughout the past year, the MSU Department of Police and Public Safety has been hard at work enhancing several different campus safety and security initiatives. The purpose of this update is to keep you informed of the progress. Following the violence our community experienced in February of 2023, We continue to stand together as a community, and I know, Marlon, you want to remind people that MSU Police and Public Safety stands committed to ensuring the safety of our Spartan community. Good to see you again. It's great to see you as well, Russ. Always a pleasure, and we appreciate the uh, partnership that we have um, to be able to have these types of discussions so that our community can stay informed. Yes, that that, uh, memorandum is part of our overall communications and trying to make sure that we share with our community uh, what we have done, um, what our intentions are, and what are the next steps forward. So that is an overall summary of what the past uh, 11 months or so have have encompassed. So let's start with the the third-party after-action review by security risk management consultants was completed in October of 2023. What did it show? What are some of the recommendations you're implementing from it? Sure. Um, It did produce recommendations, and those recommendations are posted on the MSU website and available for viewing. And what we are doing, we are tracking uh, each recommendation, the status, for in-progress complete, however it may be, also including uh, target dates for completion. And then there are some that will be ongoing uh, just for the fact that uh, something that we've been consistent in our response, we get a consistent question of, well, when will this be done? Um, And our response is that it won't be done because we will continue to assess and evolve with the needs of our community with that. And so the recommendations are um, actively engaged in, in implementing Um, And not all of those recommendations are part of police and public safety. We have some campus partners as well that have um, some components within that. Uh, They have that information um, and moving toward uh, implementation for those as well. I should say that you can view the final report by clicking on the communications tab at the president's website, president.msu.edu. And there are new metal detectors that people have noticed around campus they're allowing guests to enter venues quicker while also ensuring overall safety. They're, it's quite a, a, an advancement in metal detectors, isn't it, these new ones? Yeah, this, the, the technology for metal detectors have improved like just about everything else with this technology-related, right? And so actually the more technical name for those are weapons detection systems. But we know that our community recognizes the term metal detectors, and it's essentially a very similar function with that. Um, Prior to the installation at Spartan Stadium this past fall, they were in place at the Breslin Center. And for select uh, performing arts um, performances at the Wharton Center. And things change, you know. So, for example, um, off-Broadway shows now have security, enhanced security requirements, some of them. So the Wharton Center, we will comply. So we have now those systems are in place at the Wharton Center, in addition to Spartan Stadium, Mun Ice Arena, and other athletic venues as as the location or event uh, sort of deems. Uh, we've also utilized them for uh, special events like guest speakers on campus. When we had the uh, transportation secretary here several months ago or last uh, semester, 
we utilize them for, for that event as well. Um, it's an enhancement. Um, it's something that you see at uh, other athletic venues or entertainment venues in, in Detroit and Grand Rapids or anywhere that you go. It's become part of uh, how we uh, keep our community safe with that. But you're correct in regards to there was some concern as would it slow down um, the entrance to events and different things like that. Actually, it improved it. Right. It it's amazing how quickly you just go yeah. through. We're not emptying pockets that's and all correct. that. It's a real nice advancement yeah. and something that's needed. So Yes. Now, what about uh, enhancements to the MSU alert system? First, what is that? That's how you notify all of us when we need to be notified. But talk about what the system is and then the enhancements. Sure. Um, well, I will remind our community to uh, sign up to receive those notifications at alert.msu.edu. Um, we automatically enter MSU email addresses and MSU landlines. Anything, ad anything additional has to be put in by members of our community. So cell phone numbers, personal emails, different components like that, actively with that. And also by location, um, East Lansing, Grand Rapids, and Flint in order to receive them at, at those locations as well. So the additions, we had email, text, and phone call. What we have added, and this is based on feedback from our community, um, the use of the outdoor sirens. We traditionally, um, for emergency situation, weather, primarily tornado drills, right? Every, right. every first Saturday of the month. One o'clock. That's right. <laughs> Those sirens are tested. And so based on feedback, uh, what we found is that there was a need for those that are outside, may not have their phone in their hand, maybe it's in their backpack or their purse or somewhere, and they can't, they don't know that there's an incident because they don't, they don't feel their phone vibrate or they don't hear it ring, but the sirens. So what we've done is we've implemented tones that are recognizable. When you hear those tones, that is an indication to check your smartphone or check with someone to see what's going on. That's an emergency notification. It, it's an indicator with that. Um, it's an overall enhancement. The same with speakers. We have outdoor speakers on our green light phones to be able to, again, you hear the tones, check for um, an emergency message. One component. The other component is in partnership with Ingham County Department of Emergency Management is we've partnered with them for uh, the wireless emergency alert. And what that means is that if you are in this area and you have a, a cell phone, if you are actively, if your phone is active on any of the area cell phones within the East Lansing area, you will automatically receive a text message wow. that informs you that there is an emergency with that. With that though, you have to go into your smartphone and set the, you know, the, the settings to receive that, similar to an Amber Alert with that. Um, another component to that, uh, we are working, we found it in our, in our testing that we want to add additional speakers and sirens on campus, specifically north of the Red Cedar River with that, to enhance the ability to hear it with that. Uh, we have also partnered with, uh, with University IT and working with them to utilize the voice over IP phones to be able to send messages with that. Also with the computer systems being able to, um, any computer that is logged on to the university network in time of that notification going out, there'd be an override where the screen would reflect emergency 
then give instructions and things like that. So the goal is to have uh, not one or two options, but multiple options. And again, that's based on our community feedback and engagement with our community. And really, can't anyone go to alert.msu.edu if you're the parent or a grandparent and you just want to be informed, right? You don't have to live in the area. Yeah, you can go and register. Yeah, yeah your information is Anyone can get the information. Members. And then also, I can't forget about Safe MSU. I w- Yes, yep. I was going to say there's a safe do- download the safe MSU app as That's well correct. as going to alert.msu.edu and make sure you enable push notifications to receive alerts, but more on the app, which is a very cool thing. Yeah, the app, it helps from the world it- runs on apps now. So. <laughs> That's right. And so what safe MSU does, it can, as you stated, the push notifications will give you that message directly through the app with that and it it's a, has a scrolling marquee on it as well and the information is there and updates will also come through that but you are correct it's multi-functional um, there's other information uh, transportation routes um, information regarding events and traffic patterns parking it's it's a direct way for us to communicate with our community via the app the safe msu app in your app store and then marlon what's the progress on the uh, door lock installations a very big project and i think i read it's about 82 percent completed but where is it going how will these locks be better yes russ so um again feedback and you know from the community on um yes a recommendation for uh classroom locking devices but also how do they work in our environment uh with that um, the utilization of those locks has not been an overall uh, best practice within higher education um, for several reasons, but one component is the volume, right? We find them more common in um, K through 12, where you may have less than 100 classrooms, depending upon the size of your school. Uh, we have several hundred <laughs> classrooms with that. And um, so that's one difference. But we did benchmark our peers within the Big Ten to see for those that are utilizing them, what are you using? Um, And after some research, we landed on using the thumb turn locks. And it is exactly how it sounds. Um, It can be um, manipulated with your thumb. It's the similar handle to what you see on a standard door. It It would lock, it would unlock just as you would exit any room by simply depressing the lever, pulling it down. It automatically does that. Um, the indicators on it, it's green for unlocked with the word unlocked written. It's red for locked with the word locked written on it. And it is simply turning it from the interior of the room. And it cannot be accessed outside of the room except for first responders who would have the ability to override that lock and enter with that. That's one version of it. In the more auditorium style classrooms, um, the doors just imagine the 300 capacity with the double doors we're utilizing electronic access control electronic locks on it there is a button that can be activated at the front of the classroom by the professor or the instructor but there are also buttons located within the classroom itself so that anyone in the classroom could activate them with that it's um it's a big red plunger it's marked it states emergency use Um, It it also talks about an automatic police response. So whenever those buttons are activated, the police are automatically sent to that particular location and the doors are automatically locked. Now, all of our locking systems or devices are fire code compliant. You can always exit the room. You will not always be able to enter 
the room. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. And, uh, Marlon, you're, you're working on the security operations center where, you know, kind of bringing everything into one place. How is that going and how will that help with everything too, being in one place like that? It's coming, it's coming along, you know, and part of the centralized security system is to have the ability to monitor in real time and to respond and utilize the technology to assist the responding police officers with that. It, we do have, it's active. Um, it has been for a couple months now. Um, it's staffed. The staff have been trained. They'll continue to train and utilize the, the systems as they all come online. They're in a temporary space because the permanent space is being completed. We, that will be completed this spring. Um, and so it's operable. And it, we have already had instances of where it's shown its value uh, with that. And so it's it's uh, something that um, it's not only relevant for here in East Lansing, it will also have the ability to provide services in Grand Rapids and Flint and Detroit when it comes online as well. And something I found valuable, there's an online-based active violence incident training now available to all MSU students, faculty, and staff. In addition to the online training, MSU Police and Public Safety offers in-person training for uh, students, faculty, and staff too. But talk about that training program and, and what it teaches us. It is uh, it's an online learning module, much like some of the other training modules that we have uh, that are acquired by the university or available to university uh, community members with it. Uh, I believe it became active late last semester yep. uh, with that. And it's just another opportunity to help inform and educate our community in regards to what to do. Uh, we talked earlier about some of the alert messaging processes that's covered in there. There are also knowledge checkpoints within the module to, to see, you know, check sort of apprehension, um, make sure people are understanding what, what's being shared um, as well. Uh, so just to, trying to continue to create opportunities uh, for crime prevention, to educate our community in regards to what to do during those circumstances, um, and just the overall component of trying to have as much information as possible um, and provide that to the community. Yeah, I found it very easy to get through and informative. So uh, what about you, Marlon, personally? How are you sort of reflecting on the violence from February of last year, and just what are your thoughts right now? Yeah, it's um, it's an overall healing process as a community for the university community and our neighboring communities as well. Uh, the impact is very broad. Um, we all, <clears throat> we all deal with it in different ways. And as closer to the time of the, you know, the remembrance and observation, um, you start to reflect a little bit more uh, vividly with that. And so what we've done within our department, is we recognize that there's an overall need for health and well-being of our staff, and we have taken the steps. We partner with the university health and well-being, um, the office that provides, the division that provides that service. Uh, but we recently hired our own professional within the department for health and well-being, and that is intentionally a service for our department um, to do that. We have also continued all of the services um, that resulted from February 13th to let, allow our staff to be able to have access to professional services and not have to worry about costs or anything like that. Those are things that, that we've committed to, Not and there's no end date for that either. right? Yeah. That's something that's ongoing and continuous, and pulling in that resource to have that health and wellness professional in the building and available to our staff on a day-to-day, along with other components, 
um, it's extremely important. And so we've, we've been very intentional on um, not only the healing for the university, but um, trying to look after our people as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, Marlon, really appreciate this safety and security update. Just some key takeaways or closing thoughts, as you said in the letter, as we move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as we move forward, again, it's ongoing. We won't, we won't be static with this. It'll never be finished. Right. right. It's because, you know, as you walk around campus or drive through, we have a health and wellness building that's being constructed, a multicultural center, attended a campus planning committee meeting earlier. So you know what's coming, right? Um, so from a physical component, that changes with how the physical structure and layout of the university does. But the other component of that is safety means different things to different people. That's a physical safety component, but there's also an emotional safety. And we partner with student life and engagement with that for our care and intervention team. Um, the implementation of our, of river, uh, you know, our, our, our comfort dog, um, and components like that. And just not one thing, right? It's not one way. If we stay focused on one thing, we're going to continue to maybe not meet the expectations. But when we uh, have multiple avenues and partner with our community and listen to our community, then we'll continue to have uh, progress. Your very comprehensive approach to Spartan Nation's health and well-being. Yes. So, Marlon, thanks again for the update. Always good to see you. It's great to see you, Russ. That's Marlon Lynch, Michigan State, Univers- Michigan State University Vice President and Chief Safety Officer. And I'm Russ White. This is MSU Today.